Good evening. Thank you for coming. Uh, continuing in our discussion, the Hilchot Rosh Hashanah, we've been talking about a situation where uh, the Baltakia starts blowing the shofar and sounds aren't coming out the way they're supposed to. So we said there was once a story. They said a Mizmor Tehillim inside of the shofar and everyone lived happily ever after. But uh, the Mishmur said maybe that's going to be a hefsek and that should be avoided, uh, specifically if it was right after they made the bracha. If it was in the middle, uh, maybe, maybe. Um, but uh, if it's right after the bracha, it could constitute a hefsek. Uh, he instead suggests that, uh, you know, the Baltakia he has in mind that when he makes the bracha, it's not only covering this specific shofar, but it's going to cover other shofaros that he has there as well. So if he needs to switch to a different shofar, a new bracha would not be necessary. That's what he suggests. So we had mentioned uh, yesterday, we sort of teased this idea, that there is a minag, that when the Baltakia makes the, uh, the bracha of lishma kol shofar, uh, and the, the bracha of shechianu, the minag is to cover the shofar. Cover the shofar. And everyone tries to figure out what... Why? Where did this minog come from? Why is it uh, necessary? So it happens to be, uh, not everyone agrees that you should do that. In fact, uh, I think Rev uh, Greenblatt says, uh, maybe it's a nice minog, maybe it's not. But uh, in theory, anytime we're performing a mitzvah with a mitzvah object, so what should we be doing? We should be holding the mitzvah object, right? When you say the bracha on the lulav, right? You don't want it to be sitting on the table. It happens to be the lulav gets a little bit complicated, right? Or your matzah, whatever it is, right? You want to be holding on to the actual object itself. So he says the same is going to be true of the shofar. If it's covered, right, maybe that's going to be a problem. Okay, hypothetically, you could hold it while it's being covered, which is what I think the, the minag is. You, the batzki is still holding it, but it is, co- it is covered. Why is this relevant to our conversation? So if you look in the Elif HaMagin, he says the reason why we do this is we specifically want the Baltakiyah to cover the shofar so that he's having in mind not just this one in front of him. If he has just this one in front of him and he's, that's one he's holding on to, so maybe he'll have in mind that ah, it, this bracha goes on this shofar and if for whatever reason I need a new shofar, a new bracha is going to be required. So therefore we tell him, cover it up and that way you'll remember, right? It's a way to, I don't know, remind yourself that you want to cover all the shofars that you have in case you need to switch. Okay, very interesting. But if that's the whole conversation, it's not nearly uh, as much fun as we like to have over here, right? So there are a million different possibilities. We actually talked about this once back in the day at Shalashudis. If you guys remember, we used to talk about Minhagim at Shalashudis. So there are a number of different suggestions that are made. Uh, some, for example, uh, we, know, we know that the shofar very much ties to the story of Akira Yitzchak. In fact, we have multiple sources that say they were supposed to blow the shofar because it reminds Hashem of the merit that we have, so to speak, of Akira Yitzchak. So what happens to the Akira Yitzchak story? So if you remember, Avram's going to shecht his son Yitzchak, and then all of a sudden an angel comes out and he says, no, don't do that. And what does Avram see? He sees this ram. Now that ram was not seen earlier in the story, right? Vihine, right? All, all of a sudden I see that this uh, isle is present. So uh, I guess to remind us of that story and the merit of the isle showing up and coming in place of uh, Yitzchak, so we also we hide the shofar as if, that represents the ram that was hidden and then eventually becomes revealed. Some suggest that if you look, Gemara tells us that that ram, uh, every single part of its body was used for different things throughout uh, history, right? Okay, you could go, you could see over there, but uh, they point out that not only was it hidden at that moment, but it was hidden for many different years and it shows up every once in a while. Very fascinating, very poetic, very nice. Others suggest, if you look at the Midrashim, that uh, Avram, he actually covered Yitzchak as he was preparing the altar that he was going to eventually shecht him on. Why did he do that? So he was so worried, says the Midrash, that uh, the Satan or whoever it is was going to come and kill Yitzchak before Avram had the opportunity to do so. So he covered Yitzchak so that the Satan couldn't get him. Now, I don't know what that means, right? I don't know if that's meant to be taken literally, right? But at least it reminds us of that uh, wrinkle in the story. We cover up the shofar just like Yitzchak was covered up uh, in the story. Okay, very nice. Others point out, and we find this in various places in Halacha as well, that we want to confuse the Satan. 
We want to confuse the satan, right? That's why we're blowing a million kolos. Even though we really only need nine, that somehow become 30, but then we add like another 70. Why? Because it confuses the satan. What does that mean? Again, topic for a different conversation. I don't know exactly, but by covering it, we also have the opportunity to uh, confuse the, the satan. So there's many different reasons. I can see people, uh, their eyes are uh, glazing over. So uh, we'll leave it as it is. I'll just give you my suggestion. I didn't see this in any of the sources. It doesn't mean someone didn't say before him, but it must be. Right? What, what, one of the lines that we say, we probably know it from the Shir Shalyom. What do we say? Tiku bachoda shofar bakesel yom chagin. So tiku bachoda shofar. Um, the, the, it's a little bit difficult how you parse the pasuk, but the way we typically understand it is that the month is bakesa. The month, so to speak, is hidden. Right? And that's when you're going to blow the shofar in the month that's hidden. Right, uh, the whole month of Tishrei, we didn't mention, we didn't mention Rosh Chodesh. We're not going to mention the fact that it's Rosh Chodesh, right? Because it's Rosh Hashanah, it's something else. It's something different. We talked about this once uh, a number of years ago also, right? But if you parse the Pasuk a little bit differently, so maybe you could say it's Tiku Bachodesh Shofar Bakesa. You're going to blow the Shofar that was Bakesa, that was hidden. So it's a reminder of this idea of Tiku Bachodesh Shofar. That was my suggestion. If you don't like it, you don't have to use it. But uh, the other ones have like real source material behind them. There are other reasons. If you're interested, come see me. Otherwise, uh, I think we're good to go. Yeah, Rabbi Hanan, Merit Kasha Merit, Kadesh Baruch Hu, Zakot Yisrael.